Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast, where you can learn how to organize your life so you are free to focus on the things that matter most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and you are listening to episode 12, When You Want to Organize Your Pantry. So you probably thought this was going to be the very first episode in an organizing podcast, but as you've learned, we do a lot more than just organize your stuff, though organizing your stuff is so important. We know external clutter creates internal clutter, and so we really work hard in this podcast to teach you how to organize all of that different clutter that you have in your life that's on the counter and in the closets and on the pantry. And honestly, that's what I wanted to name this episode is when you want to organize your pantry and your closet and your cabinets and your drawers, but that was much too long of a title. So we're going with how to organize your pantry, but know that what I'm teaching you today is the strategy that you will use anytime you wanna organize any enclosed space in your home. So if you're looking at paper, you're looking at countertops, those are different podcast episodes. But today, this is anything that you're going to use containers for, any place that you've got shelves, drawers, that type of a situation. And really, this is kind of a goldmine. I love teaching this strategy because I love to hear my clients say, it worked. I'm not good at organizing, but for the first time, I organized a space and I love it and it's lasted. So I know you'll have good success with this tool or this strategy that I'm going to teach you today. And just know I'm just going to give you kind of the 15-minute version of what is an hour-long training or more. Um, And I'll make sure that you know where to get those trainings if you want to have things more in-depth. But we're just going to stay a little high level, and I'm just going to show you how this works when you want to organize an enclosed space. One thing to note, if you did listen to episode 5 That was Clutter Busters, where we were talking about just kind of getting rid of extra things. And I kept saying, don't worry, there are times that you want to do a bigger project, a more detailed project where you are buying containers and you're labeling. This is the episode I was referring to in episode five when we talked about Clutter Busters. So this is when you do want to make a space be really beautiful, like your pantry or another space that we've already mentioned. So, okay, well, let's just jump into it. That's enough of that. Let's talk about this tool that I use when it comes to organizing your pantry. And I think the most important thing as we get started is that you have a project in mind so that as you're listening to this, you can visually start to see how this might apply to you personally. And I really want to suggest that you choose a small project to start with. That's going to really ensure your success. When we try to do something really big like our garage or our storage room or even a whole pantry might be too big at the moment, it's really helpful for you to scale that down to maybe just the Christmas decorations in your in your storage room or the sports equipment in your garage or a shelf of the pantry or choose the medicine cabinet or the junk drawer or some space where you can try these tools out and then move on to doing something a little bigger. I really want to see you be successful, and I found that's a really big key to having people be successful with this tool that I'm about ready to teach. So get something in mind, something little that's been bothering you that you'd like to have look a little nicer. And then the tool I'm going to teach you today is actually an acronym. So the word is CREATE, and an acronym is when we take each letter of a word And that letter stands for a different step in the system. And so the word create is going to be the word that will guide us through the organizing 
process when we are organizing our closets, cupboards, all of those different things. Okay, so we'll just walk through each one of those letters. And again, we'll do it with less detail than we would if we were doing this together in a class or in a coaching session or in Life Organized, which is coming up in January, which I hope you're all going to be a part of. We're really going to hit this hard in Life Organized for sure. But here's the high-level version, okay? So the C in Create stands for Collect and Sort. Now, here's the deal. When people want to organize a space, I know it's human nature. We want to do it fast. We don't have a lot of time to spend. And so our inclination is just to kind of take a few things out and rearrange it, but we don't want to commit to just wholly emptying a space because that gets to be really overwhelming and time-consuming. But what I want to suggest is if you want to do this right, you really do need to empty out the whole space. You need to pull everything out. And now you can probably see why I said don't do your whole storage room because that might be totally overwhelming. All right, so the collect and sort means we're going to collect anything that is out of place in your home that belongs in this space because we want to account for that while we're organizing this space. And then the next step is we just want to sort like things together. So for the purpose of this episode, I'm just going to use a pantry as an example because that's what the name of the episode is. And you can follow along with whatever space you've decided to organize. So if I'm collecting and sorting in my pantry, I am going to pull like things off the shelf together and put them in piles. So all of the baking things are going to come off together. All of the snacks are going to be put in the sorted in the same pile. All of the breakfast foods, I might be pulling them off of random spaces in the pantry, but I'm going to collect them and put them all in one pile so that I can easily see what I have. All right, it's really important that you get to see all of those things together so that when it comes time for the next step, the R, which is release, you've got a really good idea of what exactly it is that you have. I am already going to stray from what I just said and give you a different example. Let's talk about if you're organizing your closet because I think this is a really good example. You may know that you love black boots and you wear them all the time and so you know you have several pairs but you love them so of course you don't want to get rid of any of them but as you are sorting collecting and sorting all of those boots and putting them in piles you might notice that you have five or six pairs of black boots and as you look at them there are a few that are kind of worn out that you don't love wearing And it's easier for you to see that maybe those are a couple of pair that you can let go. But without those all collected and sorted together, it's harder to make that decision because emotionally you're really connected to those items, you know, to those black boots. And so you probably are going to be a little more inclined to keep them. So the first step really makes way for the second step as we're completely cleaning out that space and sorting all like things together. We're ready to move into the R of create, which as I said before, is release. And this is where we need to start to make some decisions about what we want to keep and what we want to let go. Now, this is a whole new podcast episode, and I promise we'll do it, about how to let go of things if that's hard for you. There's a lot of internal chatter that can start up about, I've paid good money for it, what if I need it, and it's all legit and valid. And again, that will be another podcast episode. But for the purposes of today, We know that we need to let some things go. We know things have a tendency to kind of stockpile and we don't have enough space for things. And really, if we don't let go of anything, we kind of just end up rearranging clutter. 
So as you are looking at those piles of things, I just want to suggest that in this release phase, you just move through one pile at a time. And you go through, you just want to ask yourself those basic questions. Do I love this? Do I use it? How do I feel when I see it? And if it doesn't pass that test, if it's kind of a downer and pulls at your energy or you feel guilty or you don't enjoy the item, that classifies it as clutter. And that's something that you can let go of. Okay, so one pile at a time, move through it. If you get stuck, this is a really good tip. If you get stuck, just set it aside and keep moving. I don't want you to be stuck in that perfection of perfectionism of making that perfect choice. If you're really having a hard time, you might want to bring in some support, like a sister or a friend to kind of talk you through it and have some objectivity. Um, I really have noticed that typically a spouse is not the best person to bring in to help talk you out or into keeping or letting go of certain things. There tends to be a little bit of conflict there sometimes, um, but just kind of a more neutral friend seems to be a really good support. Okay, so... In this stage, we're going to let go of the things that are no longer needed. And that is great news. As you'll notice, each step kind of clears the way for the next one. And so the E in create stands for establish zones. And what I love about this is we have left what we love and what we use and what we know we want to keep. And it's in a like pile so you can see the amount of it you have. And this is where you get to start to rearrange space As you put these things back into the closet or back into the pantry, you can make a really good decision about where all of these things are going to go. And we want to keep like things together. That's what we mean by zones. We're going to establish a zone in the pantry for the breakfast foods. Establish a zone in the pantry for the drinks. Establish a zone in the pantry for the condiments. All of the different things that are going back in there. Look at the amount you have and where does it make sense to put these things And where are these things most convenient? Do we need to keep certain things out of reach of little hands? Do we need to have the things we use the most in the most convenient location? So we get to redesign this with those questions in mind. And I think you're really going to love this step as you start to get things put back together. You can recognize that you're doing a project and creating a system and a space that will really support you. One little word of caution as you're doing this is you've got probably a lot of things out on your counters or laid out on the floor, and it can be a little bit tricky to know where to start and how to start putting things back together and really what is the best space for those different items. Where, where would that zone be? And the mantra that I use in that situation is start with what you know. So here I go with another example. Sorry, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm straying from what I said, but I think this will all be really helpful. If I am organizing a kitchen and I have pots and pans and Tupperware and seasonings and dishes and linens, it can be really hard to know what is the best drawer for the Tupperware, for example, or for the linens. But I find that I can start to piece it together like a puzzle if I start with what I know. So I always look around the kitchen and think, well, I know where the drinks should go. I know where the glasses should go. It's going to be in that cabinet that's next to the sink, above the dishwasher. That's a really good space for the cups. And that's also a really good space for the plates. It's also really evident to me where the utensil drawer should be. Again, 
It's got to be close to the dishwasher. It's got to be convenient to access the table for setting the table. And so if you just start to piece things together as you're establishing those zones, you'll find that just like a puzzle, things will start to come together, but you really do have to start with the thing that makes the most sense. Okay, so now we know where we're going to put everything. And at this point, I would say maybe even put those things there, but we're not done. And I'll tell you why. Because the next step in create, the A stands for assign containers. And this is where it starts to get fun. You know, for a while before I was a professional organizer, I really resisted containers because I didn't want to spend the money on it. I felt like they were so expensive and I just didn't know that they were necessary. It seemed like a little bit of a luxury. But as I was trained professionally, what I realized is that containers give items borders so they don't tend to stray and wander within the drawer or on the shelf. And you'll notice that they will. Think about a pile of fruit snacks or a pile of granola bars on a pantry shelf. That's a mess. And you know that's going to not be visually pleasing. It's not going to feel very organized. And pretty soon those items are going to get mixed together. Those containers are the perfect solution to that because it will keep things where they need to be. It will keep them separated. It will look nice when you look at it. So containers are a really important part. So at what point do we get the containers? Well, sometimes I see people reverse this order and they'll get the containers first before they start the organizing project. They'll say they were just inspired and they saw the containers and decided they were going to organize their pantry or their closet or whatever they're working on. But I really like to recommend that you wait to buy containers until this point in the system because now you can see exactly what it is you're going to be containing where. So you can measure the shelf, you can look at the amount of ingredients, you have a lot better visibility into how those containers are going to work in that space. And then you don't waste a lot of time and effort and money having to run back to the store several times to get more containers. Or have you ever had this experience where you get a container and you think it's going to be perfect, but then the cabinet just won't quite close because there's just enough of an overhang on that container because it's just a little too big. Or the other thing I think is really annoying is a container that's too small and you've got some wasted space in the cabinet. And that can all happen when we don't know what it is we're containing and we haven't measured those shelves or those drawers or whatever space it is we're using the containers for. So my tip here is to measure the space. Make sure you have those measurements when you go to the store to buy containers or if you're sitting down to order them online. And this is the point where I say if you're ordering containers online, the realistic thing to do is to put those items back in the spaces where they go because you can't live with food all over your counter for several days until Amazon delivers those containers or the container store or wherever you're getting your containers from. But what you can do is put those things in the general area and then when the containers come, it's so fun to be able to put everything inside them. And that actually brings us to the next step in the system, the T. The T in Create stands for transform, and it's my absolute favorite part of the system because you've done all the hard work. You've done the sorting. You have let the clutter go. You've decided what is valuable. You've put it in the space that it needs to be in. You've got the work of finding a great container that will work in that space. And so the T just gives you that opportunity to transform the space and bring it all together. And so I hope you really enjoy that part because I think that's the place everybody dreams of getting to. Um, but again, if we don't follow this process and we're trying to just 
give our area a facelift by not pulling everything out or we've had a hard time letting go of things or we didn't measure and the containers aren't working just right. That's where some of the breakdown comes in the organizing process and can make us feel like, you know, maybe we can't really do this or we're not good at it or we're not cut out for it. And that's just not the case. It's following this system that really opens up that path for success for you in organizing. So I'm excited for you to give this a try. All right. The last thing in our create system, we end with the E and that stands for evaluate often. And I feel like this is kind of the magic bullet in this system that I'm so happy to give my clients because we can kind of figure out some of this other part, you know, the the sorting and the releasing and the containers. And we can get by if we make a few mistakes there. But the biggest complaint that I hear from my clients and my followers is I'll organize a space, but within a week or two, I'll turn around and it doesn't look like I've even done anything. It's gone right back to the condition it was in before. So if you've ever experienced that before, first of all, doing it the right way, as I suggested before, really allows you to have that good result. But evaluating it often, in other words, revisiting it, and restoring order to it regularly is such a good insurance policy on this project that you've started on. It will allow you to not have to start over and reinvent the wheel, start from square one and do the project over again, which can feel really discouraging and deflating and you know, kind of drive you away from organizing in the first place. So evaluate often means that you find a regular time that you're gonna build into your life into the process as you're organizing this space. And the big key here is you're going to want to evaluate it as often as it's used. So what I mean by that is the pantry is something that's used a lot. So you're going to want to have a pretty consistent time that you're evaluating that and restoring it back to order. So I like to say things that are used daily probably need to be evaluated weekly. And there's a great habit hook for this. I think we've talked about habit hooks already in this podcast. If we haven't, we've got to do a whole episode on it because it's so good. It's one of my favorite tools that I give. But quickly, a habit hook is anytime you have an existing habit, something you already do, this is just a prime opportunity for you to hook in a new habit of something new you'd like to start doing. Because if you associate the two, if doing the first regular habit is the trigger that will launch you into doing the new habit that you want to establish, it won't be long before the brain connects those two activities. And so one thing naturally leads to the other. And look, you've got a new habit created. Isn't that a great tool? We can use those in so many aspects of our lives. But in this case, a really great habit hook for doing something like restoring order and evaluating that pantry that you've organized is every time you go grocery shopping, maybe that's once a week, you're just going to evaluate the space. You're going to get rid of the empty boxes, the duplicates that you have. Maybe there's a bin that's wandered to the wrong shelf or something didn't get put back into a bin. We don't wanna have to be monitoring this constantly to feel like we're keeping our organizing project up. So we just give ourselves a little bit of grace period, release that pressure, and we look at evaluating that often, restoring that order every week when we go grocery shopping. So it's this habit hook that we take care of that when we're putting the, the new food away. Okay, so something that you're using daily, I like to say, let's evaluate it every week. 
Something that you're using maybe once a week, you might be able to get by with once a quarter or maybe once a month. But again, I would look for habit hooks that will help you. So maybe it's the medicine cabinet and maybe you're only in that, you know, once or twice a week. So, you know, once a quarter might be okay. So can you look at the new seasons and and maybe put that in your calendar, a little alert that this is when I'm going to make sure that I go over this and pops up in your calendar as a reminder. Uh, Maybe you schedule it in, but it's just a tiny little thing, a tiny little insurance policy that will help you keep your projects organized. Now, at the time that I'm releasing this, we're kind of in the holidays, and I know this may not be the ideal time for you to be able to organize a space, but I intentionally put it in here because in the holiday season, we're getting a lot of new things, which just kind of disrupt the way we store things. And so we're going to have some organizing projects coming up here in the near future. And I wanted you to have this tool and this system to help step you through how to do it in a way that will really last and work and be effective for you as you're using the new things you got for Christmas and just functioning in your home in general. And also it feels a little good to talk about these kind of things when we're in the middle of a busy season and we don't maybe have the time for it. Um, If you caught episode 11, when you're in a family season, we talked about how in those family seasons, we don't have a lot of time for personal projects and home projects, but there is a need to have just a little bit of that in those family seasons, a little bit of personal time so that we can maintain some balance. Maybe for you right now, the right answer is to go ahead and organize your junk drawer. Maybe you feel a lot of momentum towards that project and it's just what you need to be able to feel more balanced. And so I would say go for it. If you're not feeling like right now is when you can take this on, or if you're listening to this down the road, just know that you now have a tool in your back pocket. I would recommend downloading episode 12 to give you that little burst of motivation so that you can get an organizing project done and have someone be able to coach you through it. All right, so I wanna give you a couple of resources and I will put all of these links in the show notes. If you would like to have the more detailed version of this training, that would be called Organize Your Space, and I will put that link in the show notes. I want you to know that as part of Life Organized, you will get this content. You will get the detailed explanation. So please make sure that if you're interested in Life Organized, this membership that is going to take you month by month through the different areas of your life and help you get organized that, that this will be included, this this more uh, detailed training. So I'm really excited to share that with you. And so the link for Life Organized is also in the show notes. So please check that out. Okay, so I think that's what I have for you today. Um, I'm so glad that you joined me to talk about getting organized. I'm really excited for you to have a project. I'll tell you, if you decide to do a project, take a before and after picture and somehow share that with me. Tag me on Instagram at JL the Happy Gal. Um, send me an email at hello at the happy gal.com with your befores and afters. I love to look at your progress and celebrate you, with you. I love to share your progress with other people when I have the permission to do that. And so it's really fun to see you getting organized and see those visible results of organizing that external clutter that shows up for all of us. So have a fun time. Thanks again for joining me. And just remember, If you're ever feeling overwhelmed or anxious or like you have too much to do, the Happy Gal way really is here to help you design a life that is organized so you're free to do the things you really love. 
All right, we'll talk to you soon. 